and welcome to Church for the Cities podcast in Yuma, Arizona with lead pastor Tyrone P. Jones. Our mission is for people to encounter the reality and presence of God. For sermon videos and next steps, visit us at ctcfamily.com. Now join us for the message. Well, it's such a privilege to be here. There's nothing I love more than being a mom, nothing whatsoever. Um, I had a wonderful mom. I always tell my kids, God gave me the very best by giving us Jesus um, who died for us. And then he turned around and gave me the very best mom who I wish would be here today. But she poured into us. She poured the word into us. And I... All that I am, everything that I am, I am because of her. And I, I always wish that she would have gotten a chance to see me this happy um, with my husband. I, but I know that one day I'm going to run to her. I'm going to say, I'm so happy. She's going to say, I know. <laughs> Let's stand for the word. I'm going to, this happened all of a sudden. My husband and I were, thank you, baby, so much for trusting me with the mic, for trusting me for a few minutes on this pulpit. Um, and we were talking, and he said, if there was a woman hero in the Bible that you could speak about, who would it be? And immediately I said, there's a nameless woman in the Bible. That means a lot to me. And how can you pick a hero of the Bible, right? If you made it to the Bible, you're our hero already. You're in the Bible, the best book ever, right? But this woman stands out to me so much because it talks to me about extreme faith and courage, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to read in Mark chapter 5, and I'm 53, so I need readers. I never thought the day would come when I would need readers. For, you, for those of you that are really afraid sitting there, oh my gosh, V's bringing the word. I'm not. I'm just going to give you a little story, and then my husband's going to come up here with all his theology and wisdom, and he's going to save the day. So don't worry. Just look at this as just a story. From, from my mind. This is the way I see the story play out. Mark chapter 5, it says, verse 25, now a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had endured much under many doctors. She has spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing. For she said, if I just touch his clothes, I will be made well. Instantly, her flow of blood ceased. And she sensed in her body that she was healed of her affliction. At once, Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, who has touched me? His disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing against you, and yet you say, who touched me? Those disciples fired, <laughs> canceled. <laughs> but he was looking around to see who had done this. The woman with fear and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the truth. And after being nameless, he says, daughter, daughter. He said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. Wow. You may sit down. Nameless. It's just, this, this story is in the Bible in three different passages. And it's in um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I chose Mark because it's the longest version of it. And I remember being a little girl and wondering why they didn't tell us her name. Um, but how many times 
us as women have felt insignificant, not worthy of being called who we are because we're so, um, the world just labels us sometimes because of our past sins, because of our past, because of something that we, that's going on in us now. Um, she became labeled by this condition. I'm going to stay by my notes because, you know, when you're so nervous, I can't, I memorize what I, what I, all that I wrote, but I'm going to stay close to my notes. She was wrapped up in this crisis. She was literally dying from the inside. This issue separated from the people that she loved. I am sure that it separated her. You wonder why I say that she was so, she shows me so much courage. Because in Leviticus, I'm going to read it to you right away. It's pretty graphic. It's pretty strong. But I, I love, I just want to show you why I think she had to fill herself with courage. Um, I hope you don't mind this verses. You come to CTC and your pastor's Tyrone P. Jones, you can get through anything. The scripture says, the scripture in Leviticus 15, 25 says, when a woman has a discharge of, of her blood for many days, though it is not the time of her menstruation, or if she has a discharge beyond her period, she will be unclean all the days of her unclean discharge, as she is during the days of her menstruation. Any bed she lies on during the days of her discharge will be like her bed during menstrual impurity. Any furniture she sits on will be unclean as in her menstrual period. Everyone who touches them will be unclean. He must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. When she is cured of his discharge, she is to count seven days, and after that, she will be clean. I, I was thinking, she was so alone, so isolated. Twelve years is a long time to be in quarantine. Twelve years, ten years, is a, that's a long time, a very long time. She couldn't hug her family. The Bible doesn't say if she was married, if she had kids. We don't really know much about her. I don't, I don't think she was married. She, she had the flow of blood for so long. She couldn't get out. I don't know. It, the Bible doesn't tell us. But she tried to get well. She went to many doctors over the years. She spent all that she had. She was tired, worn out, lonely, desperate. Desperate. She was desperate. How many times are we going through stuff as women, even you men? How many times are we, oh my gosh, my child, when does he come to the Lord? My son, my daughter, they're, they're addicted to drugs. They're addicted to this. When are they going to come to Jesus? And we go to different counselors. We talk to people. Sometimes we talk to all of the people at the church. Everybody knows our business because we know some, because we go tell somebody, oh my gosh, guess what, Denise, my daughter is doing, guess, Tyrone Jr. hurt my feelings the other day. Yeah, we tell everybody, but we forget to go tell Jesus, the one that can change it all. He can change it all. And we forget to go to him. The condition affected all of her life, all of her relationships. The, the Bible says that nothing worked for her. I think that the enemy really tried to convince her that she was the only one going through something. Um... I came here today to let you know that there's hope in Jesus, that there's power in the gospel, 
that there's hope for us, that there's a way to Jesus. You just need to press through and go to him. Can you imagine how, how, how much it took from her to get up? She must have heard it somewhere. I'm thinking she was over there getting water. I don't know. She was getting water and she heard that Jesus was there. He was on his way to see Jarius. Is that how you say his name in English? And I can imagine, man, she probably went home and she put on her best clothes in her red bottoms, huh? And she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see Jesus. I want you to, to think about this. There was nobody there to push her and say, Jesus is there and he can heal you. Go to him. Sometimes we're waiting around, waiting for somebody else to encourage us to go. But you know what? I have eight kids, and I adore them all. I thank Lisa for the, for the privilege that I get to share five with her. And you know what? I would do anything for these stinkers, all of them. I would do anything. I'm not going to wait around for somebody to say, hey, V, get on your knees and fast and pray for your children. They're my children. I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to fight for myself. So don't wait around. Aren't you tired of having your own pity party all the time? Are you not tired of struggling? You come to church every Sunday. You listen to good word. You listen to really good worship. And we just mumble the words sometimes. There's a few songs that I love. And one of them is Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. And, and if you say it, we believe it. Do we? Do you? Do you believe it? Or are you just mumbling the words with the people? There's, there's another song I was thinking of in it, it, Egypt, right? And it said, you're the God that fights for me. Lord of every victory. Hallelujah. But are we just mouthing it out? Are we just mouthing it out and it's not coming from in here? When I'm there in the front, I'm singing it from here, from my soul. I believe it. Then why do we leave this place anxious? Then why do we leave this place with our depression? Why do we leave this place with our addictions? Why? He's here for us every Sunday. We should not be leaving the same. We should not be leaving the same. So... I have three things. Um, I see the clock, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> I, I found three things that will help us make us whole. And these three things, one of them is, I'm going to go really fast. Run with the right crowd. Run with a new crowd. Let go of your old friends. Let go of those people that you partied with. Let go of those people that are still drinking and using drugs and having, you know, affairs or whatnot. Let go of those friends. Run with the right crowd. This church, wow, the community here. I've only been here a few years. And Mike, I am wowed by all of you. I really am. You're there for anything and everything. So get new friends. Change your environment if you need to. A new circle of people. Get in a CLG. We have City Recovery, Thin Lines. We have a great youth program, Kids Ministry, Thin Lines. Uh, did I say City Recovery? Women's groups, men's group. Come on, we got the best pastor in town. Get in with the group of people that will edify you and lift you up. Community is so important. The community in this church, like I said, is just amazing. So get into a CLG. The power of the local, local church will edify you, lift you up, 
People will hold you accountable, love on you. So get connected. Don't try to, this, to do this life alone. Don't try to run this race alone. Number two, follow Jesus. You can pick the right crowd, but you need to make sure you're following Christ. Don't just follow the crowd and be one of them. Follow Jesus. How do you follow Jesus, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked, Pastor Tyrone says. You read your word. Read the word. Get into the word every day. And you pray. Just talk to him. I have had the best talks with him when I'm on my way to work. Every morning when I'm on my way to work, I thank the Lord. Lord, I woke up with this man and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for all that you've given me. And I, and I leave my children and we name them one by one before I leave the house. And then I still pray over them and we name our grandchildren. Number three is act on your faith. It's really cool for you to go around and say that you've got faith. But do you really? Do you really? Do you put it in action? So I see this woman and she's probably, you know, she was unclean. Nobody wanted to be around her. Nobody wanted to be around her. I found myself um, in a time of my life when I felt like I wasn't enough. I, I, maybe I was the wrong skin color. I, I wasn't enough for my husband. I wasn't enough for him to just have me and not all the, I mean my ex-husband, I'm so sorry. And I kept thinking in my head, how am I going to tell my children I couldn't even keep their dad interested in just me? And I was there. I had to come to a desperate place because I knew this little old lady. I never spoke of the abuse that was happening at home. Never spoke of it. It was just between my children and I. And one day I came to church and this little lady said, you know what? You can hold on all you want, but he needs to change. You've got to realize that this is affecting your children. And you know what? When she said that, I left that day and I thought, Oh, heck no. Oh, heck no. I am not going to jack up my kids. I had the best childhood. We, we, we were missing. There's, I have two of my brothers here. We, we lacked a few things maybe, but we never even knew it. We were so happy. My mom gave us the very best of her. My dad, bless his heart, he's a Mexican macho guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's so blessed that my mom was so humble. <laughs> But I, I, I had to get to the cross. I had to get to Jesus too, just like this woman. And, and this is how I've always pictured this story from when I was young. I, I heard this story, you know, we've all, we've all heard it. But this is how I picture it in my head. So I'm just going to pretend that this is the garment that Jesus was wearing. And how is she going to get to the crowd? Have you ever been in a big crowd? My husband and I on our anniversary, on our when we got married, before we went to, on our honeymoon, we stopped in um, L.A. to see the Lakers play. And I remember, oh, my gosh. Not only was I in heaven because I was on my honeymoon, but the Lakers, come on now. And I remember when we walked out, there were so many people, right? He had to get a hold of me because we're bumping into everybody. And I thought about this in my head. So she's trying to get to Jesus, but nobody's going to help this woman. Nobody wants to touch her. She's unclean. So I picture her doing this kind of hiding from the crowd, you know. Maybe she had this all the way up to her head. Just imagine it. I can't do it right now. But. So she's trying to get to Jesus. And everybody's pushing her out the way. What is this unclean woman doing up in here? Why isn't she home? 
Have you ever felt that people are pointing the finger at you? I have. I have. I felt like I wasn't enough, like I said, so I had to get to Jesus. You need to get to Jesus. And you've got to do whatever it takes. And I remember that morning and I just, you know, you get down on your knees and I can't imagine, okay, they're not going to let me through. Well, I'm going to make my way there. I'm going to make my, whatever it takes, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And people are pressing through and she's like, I'm going to get there. She couldn't even cry out. You know, like the, the blind man that was crying out, Jesus. I, I, I think she was just silent. She didn't want anybody to hear her. And there she is. And she's just going to go to Jesus in her best Sunday dress. And she's going to get to Jesus somehow. Because she already had it in her mind that if she just touched his garment, she would be freed. She would be whole. She didn't even care about touching his body. She didn't even say, I want Jesus to turn around and look at me and tell me who I am. No, she didn't care. She just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. And there she goes. And, she, and maybe somebody kicked her. And maybe somebody else just was calling her names. And the names are worse than the beatings, aren't they? That's what I struggled with the most. I, I didn't care. What I had to struggle through was all the words said to me in my past marriage. Forget the beatings. The words beat me up even worse. But she had to get to Jesus because she needed to be free. And she needed to clear the way for her children, for her family. She, in order for her to clear the way for her children, she needed to be free herself. And so she made her way there. And I can imagine, like, like in a baseball team, when you're called out safe, you know what I mean? And she runs and she says, I got it. I'm touching the hem of his garment. And the Bible says instantly, instantly, instantly. She didn't have to go home. She didn't have to go home and fast instantly. That's the God we serve. He heals us in an instant. How many of you believe it? Oh, he's the same God of yesterday. He's the same God today, and he will be the same God tomorrow. So believe in instant healing. I want all the mothers, all the young women stay standing up, all the girls. Even if you're single and you're not a mother yet, no matter how old you are, stay standing up. I want to tell you guys, young ladies, you have no idea how important it is for you to go to Jesus and start praying for the man that's going to be your husband, that's going to be the father of your kids. You need a good, godly man because it's hard. It's hard. But you, yeah, it's so beautiful. I, it's so beautiful, but so hard. So you need the right man by your side. So I'm going to say a prayer for you. For those mothers that are here and you've lost somebody, can you just give thanks for the time that you had with that child? Can you just give thanks for the children you still have? Just give thanks. Just, let's just be grateful. All women, raise your hands up. We're so grateful, Father God, that you made us women. That you called us daughters. Out of being nameless and isolated and desperate, you called me daughter. I am your child. Father God, I pray a blessing over all the young ladies here who will one day get married and have children. I pray for each and every one of them to know the importance of praying for the right man. I pray for every mother here, Father God. Help us to be healed so that we, Father God, can clear the way for our children.
I pray that we understand that we need to go to you not to anybody else because the Bible says that this woman went to everybody and everything made it worse but we're going to go directly to you we have free access to you isn't that wonderful we just bless you Father God we thank you we praise you for what you made us to be in Jesus name Amen